0: Fasten your seatbelts, 60 minutes of high energy, up the field, pressing football here on Soccer Weekly with Dave Dunholm on ESPN LA 710. Mexico 2, New Zealand 1 in the Confederations Cup. That game in Sochi in Group A, and we will get right to that once again. Soccer Weekly every Wednesday here on ESPN LA 710. For the next 60 minutes, I promise you a thrill ride. You better buckle up. 877 espn the number to tuck away for now. Get ready with that. Your thoughts on El Tree, this win over New Zealand. Hit me up on Twitter, at TalkSoccer. You can follow me on Instagram, Dave underscore Denholm, spelled like my name, at TalkSoccer and Twitter. We'll be taking your tweets throughout the show, your phone calls, getting as interactive as we need to be here. This Confederations Cup, was this was an interesting game for Mexico. Juan Carlos Osorio makes eight changes to the lineup that played in the opener against Portugal. Not a bad decision. I don't blame him for that, but it better work. It was an ebb and flow kind of game. Ugly in the first half as New Zealand had a 1-0 lead. And you know what? New Zealand played a pretty good game. They had a lot of chances. They missed a lot of chances. Chris Wood did not have a great game up front, even though he was their goal scorer. But this was an interesting ebb and flow kind of match. It it was very NBA-like that way. You know, NBA games, you get runs, you get, this team's up by four, now they're down by eight, then they're up by three. It was very much like that in this match. Now, Mexico gets two goals in the second half. But the goal scores were not the story for Mexico. Frankly, El Tri had two players I thought played well. Two. Yeah, you heard me right. Two in this match. But, oh, boy, did they play well. Now, you're already guessing, if you watch this match, who I'm thinking. Who were the two players from Mexico that really, really played well? Just about everybody else had a subpar game, which actually made for an interesting overall match, didn't it? 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. This is why I want the U.S. to always take the Gold Cup seriously and all these – when it counts, right? I want to play in this again. I'm missing the United States in this. Look, I'm watching every match. We'll talk a little bit about that Portugal 1-0 win over Russia. Anytime you can beat a host nation in a World Cup type thing or an event like this, the confederate, you take it. It wasn't a brilliant match for Portugal. Of course, I will give you three guesses, and the first two don't count on who scored in that match. Of course, it was Cristiano Ronaldo. But Portugal did what Portugal does in and did in European in competition in Euro 2016 when they won. They played just enough, well enough to win against an inferior opponent. Russia just doesn't have the class offensively to finish at this level consistently. And they couldn't find the back of the net in this one. They lose 1-0. Now they're still alive. That Mexico-Russia game will be great coming up on Saturday. But the Mexico game, there were two players for El Tri who played well. Two! One of them you'll hear more about later. And the man of the match for me, and I don't think it's any surprise, other people have been talking about him since the end of the match, Javier Aquino was utterly dominant on that left wing. Up and down the pitch, he absolutely, now this kid was 18 years old who was trying to defend him from New Zealand. Poor Dane Ingham, just he ended up getting subbed out eventually. Oh, did Aquino run him ragged? But Aquino, essentially responsible for, for the both goals, helped set up the first one through Marco Fabia and then a great finish from Raúl Jiménez. But it really, Aquino just was so active and so brilliant. It wasn't just it wasn't just running around for running around sake, right? Not at all. I mean, this guy was getting things done. He was breaking down not only his defender but the entire New Zealand defense you got to remember about the beautiful thing about football, if you're kind of just new to soccer and you're just listening because it's the best radio show you hear throughout the week on any station in the country, yeah, I agree. There's a lot of people listening to me just because I'm great at radio and I'm modest, I'm incredibly modest, and I just happen to do great radio. So even if you're not a big soccer disrupting the defense and unbalancing the defense is so crucial to scoring goals consistently. And Javier Aquino did that time and time and time again for El Tri. Clearly the man of the match. Oswaldo Alonis, Hector Moreno, Diego Reyes defensively were lost in this game. I don't know that I've seen them play this bad. Carlos Salcedo suffering the injury, and then they score the goal. Carlos Salcedo didn't look good either in the central center of that defense. Now, admittedly, he had a rough time before he got hurt, but hopefully that injury won't keep him out too long. He is out for the rest of this tournament. But the ebbs and float, look, New Zealand has a couple of really, the substitute who came in, Bill Tuiloma. oh, he's for real. Plays for Marseille in France. He, I saw him in the New Zealand under-20 team at the under-20 World Cup in 2015, which happened to be held in New Zealand. This kid is for real, a midfielder. Keep an eye on him. Bill Tuloma, I think he's only like 22. Ryan Thomas nearly tied it late. You saw him hit the post. It was a. You got the brouhaha in stoppage time. This was an interesting match, but El Tree did enough to win. Mexico did enough to get the job done. You take the three points and you run. It was not a fantastic match. If two guys are playing well out of 11, you're usually in trouble, right? Now, they got away with it. They got away with it. So, again, three points is three points. But I picked Mexico to win this tournament. They're going to have to play a whole lot better. 877-710-ESPN. Your thoughts on either of these matches or how far so far the Confederations Cup, how it's going for you, what are you seeing? I mean, we're seeing Cristiano Ronaldo beat Cristiano Ronaldo, right? I mean, and not even a hair out of place. That's what's so frustrating about this dude. The guy runs around for 90-plus minutes, scores goals for fun, and then you look up and every hair is still in place with this kid. So frustrating for us mere mortals. Tweets are flying in, at Talk Soccer. Frank in the 209 tweets in, for as tactical as Osorio appears to be, he's right about that, today we won because of individual talent, not tactics. Aquino was phenomenal. Yes, Frank in the 209, absolutely right. On all accounts, 100% with that tweet. Hit me up, at Talk Soccer if you want to do what Frank has done. With that one, but he's absolutely right. Now, look, Group A looks like this Mexico and Portugal now on four points, both at plus one. Russia's on three points with a plus one goal difference. It's all to play for for these three teams on Saturday Mexico and Russia. Interesting match. Mexico needing the draw to get through. Portugal just needs a Russia loss to assure themselves of getting through. They take on New Zealand. They should go after the full three points there to make sure. Mexico, of course, gets through with the draw or the win. They can still win the group. They are the tops of the group uh, based on goals scored so far. So we'll see if that holds up. Wouldn't be the worst thing to win the group. You know, then you get the, the two seed out of the other group B. Not the worst idea, maybe, to try to win this thing. So we'll see if uh, Mexico can pull that off against a stubborn and difficult to break down, but not really offensive-minded Russian side. We'll see if Russia Russia knows they got to come out and win. So that may actually help the Russian side to finally just take the shackles off of, of what their you know their style has been so far and just go for it, right? Take the handcuffs off and play. And if you lose, you lose. I know there's a lot of pressure on a home team, but just go get it. So frustrating. Just go play. If you're Russia, you really don't have anything to lose. You're not a top side in the world. You've had they've struggled to score. They really haven't found their rhythm offensively. Just go play. Give it a shot. You're in a tough group with Mexico and Portugal. Take your chances. We'll see if they just let it all hang out against Mexico, and that could be a wild third match. What are you seeing from Mexico? Depth. They do have depth. They got the win. Now, it wasn't a great victory, as we've been talking about, but they do have depth. Salcedo's injury is going to stretch that, no doubt. But as Frank in the 209 follows up on Twitter, at TalkSoccer, I really like what this guy's saying, Salcedo's injury was unfortunately the best thing to happen to them. Herrera comes in and changes things yeah Hector Herrera does that <laughs> Hector Herrera is for real the FC Porto man he is good and he he changes things when Hector Herrera plays both for L3 and for his club side. No question about it. And he's absolutely refranking the 209. has been right on. You want to do what he does? It's at Talk Soccer. We'll take some phone calls 877 710 ESPN. Soccer Weekly on ESPN LA 710 presented by Puente Hills Toyota. Get your new 2017 Toyota Camry LE today at Puente Hills Toyota. Check them out. PuenteHillsToyota.com. Still to come. Three little letters. Three little letters that could kill the sport we love. And that is not hyperbole. That's next. I'm Dave Dunholm. This is Soccer Weekly on ESPN LA 710. Soccer Weekly, ESPN LA 710, presented by Puente Hills Toyota. Dave Denholm with you. Wednesdays, 7 to 8 p.m. here on the home of world football in Southern California, ESPN LA 710. Don't forget, if you're kind of just new to the sport, you just love what I'm saying, you're interested, you're enamored with the show because it's entertaining doesn't matter if you really love the beautiful game you can listen to the podcast as well if you miss any of this jesse lopez does a great job with some super computer back there frankly i mean jesse does a good job with it the computer's doing all the work but it gets it done real quick and then he sends it to me we get that out on my twitter at talk soccer and everywhere else you can find podcasts do your best find it send it out to people who maybe love the beautiful game that don't get a chance to listen to my beautiful voice, my dulcet tones. I get a lot of Fozzie Bear when I talk, but that's cool. I like the Kermit, Fozzie, whatever. They're fans of the beautiful game just like I am. Three little letters that could kill the beautiful game. Don't forget the Galaxy actually playing right now we'll get you an update on that coming up in the soccer scoreboard taking your phone calls at 877-710-ESPN 877-710-3776 and your tweets hit me up on twitter at talk soccer you can follow the station at ESPN Los Angeles and don't be afraid to use that as well to tell them what you feel about the show and they're Undying support of the beautiful game, which we truly appreciate. Appreciate this guy calling in. He's a first up here on Soccer Weekly this week. Fernando and Torrance, welcome to Soccer Weekly with Dave Denholm. What's up, Fernando?
1: Hey, how you doing today, man? Good. Hey, I just wanted to talk about uh, Giovanni Rosantos. I noticed that uh, the first game that he played, he just looked like he was out of sync. He wasn't in touch with the team. It just like, His level was way below everybody else on the field. And, and I didn't see anything from him today as well. Do you think that him playing in the MLS, his game has dropped or his speed of play has slowed down because the game is slower? I just didn't see him to be an impact on the on the field where he was, you know, showing up for balls or, or making those runs. He just looked like he was a step slow. Yeah, you, I don't do think
0: you? he's had a great year in MLS this year either. He hasn't looked as effective as he did all the way around last season, whether it's for El 3 or for LA Galaxy. Now, he's starting to turn it on a bit for the Galaxy, kind of linking up with Romano Alessandrini. I don't think he was done any favors today by Osorio Fernando with the lineup. Putting him and Fabian in the midfield with no real bite there to win back the ball, I don't think it did either one of them any favors. Now, you're talking about Jonathan Dos Santos. If you're playing next to Jonathan Dos Santos, either Fabian – or Gio Dos Santos would have probably had a better game. But I think Osorio went very offensive, figuring he's going to have the lion's share of possession. And yet, there were times when New Zealand did a very good job getting through the Mexican midfield because there wasn't that Jonathan Dos Santos there, or Hector Herrera, or somebody to win the ball back quickly enough. I thought it was a little too offensive-minded, ironically, by Osorio. One of those guys would have been fine next to a Jonathan Dos Santos. Either one of them would have had a good game, I believe.
1: Jonathan DeSantos puts more pressure on the ball on the 100%. defensive side. yeah. And then he puts more pressure on the offensive side because of his speed. He, he, he seems like he switches from offensive defense so quick where you look at Giovanni, he just seems like he's just slow. I don't know if he's out of shape or or just the speed of play. He's, he's used to having the ball at his feet long. Yeah, he's just – he's not
0: – he's more he. – first of all, he needs to be higher up the pitch, which doesn't really help in this – the way Mexico was lined up. He wasn't going to be able to do that. And Fernando, thanks so much for the phone call. Appreciate it. Always a good a good phone call there from Fernando and Torrance. If you want to do what he's done, it's 877-710-ESPN. Look, Gio, Gio, Gio Dos Santos really has to fit in to a very specific – Position for him. If he plays out of position and has to do a little too much defensively, it ain't getting done. Jonathan Dos Santos, much more box to box, of course. He can win the ball anywhere, as Fernando wisely pointed out. I mean, Jonathan Dos Santos is a much more well rounded, quote unquote, midfielder, but Gio Dos Santos has that spark that can win you a match. And you got to remember in tournaments, sometimes it's about that little extra. I don't love the way Fabian and, again, Gio DeSantos are lined up together. Fabian plays box-to-box. He's not afraid to get back defensively. He's not a great defender. He's a very good player, but he and Gio, not the best match. You're not going to see those guys matched up against a good team. At least Juan Carlos Osorio should not be doing that, in my estimation, no doubt. What are the three little letters that could kill this beautiful game? I promised you a tease. I teased it, and I got to deliver. V-A-R. Now, look, video replay is around, has been around for sports for a while now, and it's just starting to creep into the beautiful game. They're using it in this Confederations Cup. We've seen it be very pro- prominent in these first few matches, whether it was that Chile match. Uh, They use VAR to determine no red cards in the dust-up between Mexico and New Zealand. If you haven't seen that yet, there should have been at least, I would say, Mario, what, three? Three and a half would be the over-under on red cards that should have happened in that brouhaha. There should have been three or four literally straight reds out of that little fight. Now It wasn't crazy. It wasn't like they were running around for ten minutes. But it was bad, and it was physical enough. It was getting rough out there. Yeah, rough and physical that crossed a line. He gave three yellow cards out after watching VAR. The referee. Now, it wasn't the VAR's decision on that kind of call, but they can help the referee. They can tell him to look deeper into it. They can advise him. He makes three yellows. What's the point? VAR is terrible in my estimation if you don't get that kind of call right. That's what it should be for. They're calling these fraction offsides with VAR, taking away goals and things. I understand. Let's look at both sides. I think it's a disgrace to the game. For a few reasons, but I want to I want to take the argument for both sides because I know people like it, and I want to do my best to see both sides of this. 877 710 ESPN. Eight seven 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 ten three seven seven six. Got it. Uh, you can tweet me at Talk Soccer. Oh, real quick, this one you're going to love this one, Mario. At Talk Soccer, David tweets in. I can only imagine Seth Rogen talking soccer to me when you're on the air. I love it. That's pretty good. I got to say, that's not bad, David. Not bad at all. You're actually not far off, am I? My, yeah, if if I think Seth would be a little upset with about the thirty or forty extra pounds I got in the middle, but pretty close. Pretty close. If I'm if I'm picking a guy to star in my movie, right, a movie of a story of my life, it's got to be Seth Rogen. Not bad. So this VAR, look, the reasons, the pros for VAR, no doubt, get it right. That's what we hear, right? We want to get the calls right. That makes a lot of sense. I don't think we want the World Cup decided by a wrong call. I get it. One of the pros of VAR is they've developed a system and they're working out the kinks where it happens pretty quickly. Like they do a good job of trying to move it along. They're not trying to make these eight minute replay decisions like they were in baseball for a while. You remember when that first started? They try to, you know, baseball's trying to really make sure you got to make sure it's tight. They're doing their best in soccer to try to make it quick here in this tournament. Now, and, and some of the pros are, are those reasons. You may have more eight seven 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 ten ESPN, or you can tweet me your thoughts on VAR at Talk Soccer. Here are some of the cons though. And this is where the I think the argument breaks for me. One con is it's nitpicky, right? That Chile goal that was called back. Half the people are putting up pictures on Twitter saying it's clearly offside. The other half are saying it's clearly not. It's a good goal. Why are you messing around with such a tight call that an assistant referee does not put the flag up on? right? Why are we going back to the booth to determine such a nitpicky call? right? We, now, some things like trying to determine a red card if a guy takes a punch and nobody sees it so they go back to video. Yeah, that's a pro. Get it right. But don't be so nitpicky. And the biggest con, and it's why it could kill the game. Mark my words. Do not think I'm just delivering hyperbole here like sports talk show host, generic sports talk show host. I'm not. Listen to me clearly here. The biggest con of VAR is the loss of passion. Now hear me out. Goal is scored, right? It's one of the biggest moments in sport. Whether you like soccer or not, you driving on the 4-5, you hate soccer, you just happen to be listening right now, you know what I'm talking about. A goal is scored in soccer. It's one of the biggest moments in sport. The passion, the erupting crowd, everybody goes nuts. Wait a minute, the referee makes a sign with his hands like a box, and now we got to stop and determine if it's a real goal. And you cannot undersell that. Don't think this is just a uh, don't-be-crazy-sports-talk-show-host-guy-Dave. Passion. The, the craziness of the crowd when your team scores a goal in the final minutes of a game, wait a minute, got to go check the replay, oh, everything dies in the stadium. Now, whether it's a goal or not, yeah, okay, referee comes back out and says, yeah, it's a good goal. Yay, okay, let's go. You just killed the buzz. Or, no, it's not a goal. Okay, you want to get the call right. I get that. But you got to be careful not to lose the passion. You have to make sure you're only checking. Now, they're checking out every goal on video. doesn't mean they stop play. They just make sure. You've got to be very careful to use that sparingly to slow that down and destroy momentum and destroy passion. It's one of the reasons we all love this game. It's why I fell in love with football. Not American football. Yes, I'll say it, the real football. We cannot destroy the passion, and I'm concerned about it after only just a few days watching this VAR system. Do not sell this short. What it comes down for me is, look, they've already missed stuff on VAR in this tournament, right? So it's not 100%. Yes, one of the pros is you want to get everything right. You're never going to be 100%. You could stare at video for all day, and they can still miss stuff like they have already. So if you're not going to give me 100%, here's the trade. Do you want, as a fan of the beautiful game, do you want 97% right and blah, no passion? Or do you want 95% of the time they're right with passion and beauty and love for the game just exploding with every goal or missed PK or a goal... You want the 95 and passion. I promise you. You might be sitting around, driving around on, a, on the 710 right now, going, Dan, home, you're nuts. Give me as many right calls as I can get. You are, you're wrong. I know that sounds like, oh, here he comes. Think about it. Think through it. They're never going to be 100% right. Referees and assistants get a whole lot of calls right on their own, just like a lot of other sports. NBA refs are a different thing, they're terrible. Baseball. Okay, they got, you know what? You never see an argument in baseball between, you're never going to see Billy Martin or Earl Weaver again. There's no arguments between umpires and managers that get, that's fun and you see their, you know, guys face to face. We don't have that anymore. All they do is some manager picks up a phone and says, Yeah, check the replay. Wah, wah. I want to see a guy kick dirt over the home plate. It doesn't happen anymore. Now, I'm not saying you want to do that all the time, but don't lose the passion. NFL, you tell me you love football more now because of instant replay? You're nuts and you're lying. I like sports a little bit less because of so much replay that's going on. And if you're honest with yourself and with me here on Soccer Weekly, you'd say the same thing. You can hide behind I want 100% right. You're never going to get that anyway. In soccer, how many times does a guy, if he misses an offside, it's like we got to watch it in slow-mo and say, oh, he was leaning, yeah, he kind of missed it. Come on. Really? We want to go to video to to solve that? No, you want 95% and passion every time. They can miss a call every now and again. Don't lose the passion of the sport. 877. 710 ESPN, I want to hear from you, 877-710-3776. Or hit me up with your thoughts on Twitter, at TalkSoccer on this VAR. Don't lose the passion. It's the biggest con I have with this. I'm not talking goal line technology. Goal line technology takes a few seconds. Does the ball cross the line? It's very easy with the technology. Yeah, let's get those 100% right. I'm talking about all this other video replay. This game is a free-flowing, passionate game. Don't lose it, FIFA. I'm speaking exactly and right to FIFA right now. MLS is about to start it. Don't lose that passion. Has Cristiano Ronaldo lost a passion for Real Madrid? The latest on the will he, won't he? What's going on? It's Soccer Weekly coming up next. I'm Dave Dunholm on ESPN LA 710. Soccer Weekly, ESPN LA 710, I am Dave Denholm hanging out with you every Wednesday here on the Home of World Football. And the beautiful game in Southern California, ES- ESPN LA 710, presented by Puente Hills Toyota. Get your new 2017 Toyota Camry LE today at Puente Hills Toyota. Check them out, puentehillstoyota.com. We do want to get to the soccer scoreboard right now. Of course, the Confederations Cup matches, we've been uh, breaking those down earlier on the show. You had uh, Portugal getting the full three against host Russia, a one-nil game that was eh, a little bit back and forth by the 75th minute, but poor Russia took too long to get there. And uh, Portugal, with the goal from a. Uh, CR seven, they deserve the win. Mexico get two second half goals to beat New Zealand two one. Javier Aquino was the story in that match. We've got Major League Soccer games to tell you about, including our Galaxy, my LA Galaxy. If you don't want to hear the Galaxy score, I'll give you like ten seconds uh, to with a couple other scores. Come back in like fifteen seconds to the show if you really just you know if you want to turn that down or whatever. DC United took care of Atlanta United, even though Atlanta United got the first goal in that match. DC wins at home, finally scoring two one in that one. Minnesota United at home beat portland big game there that was a 3-2 thriller coming up a little bit later seattle Sounders fc takes on orlando city and the galaxy in the 66th minute at last check leading in colorado against the colorado rapids the sea rapids just spell that out and say it more appropriately and that's what i like to call them they're terrible 2 one the galaxy leading that one all right back on soccer weekly it is time for one of my favorite segments you all know it you all love it it is time for the toluca pachuca updates And the update with Toluca Pachuca is really about Confederations Cup for both Mexico and a player on the Chilean side in this tournament. First of all, Irving Lozano and all the speculation. He finally signs with PSV. He's not with the team for those first matches. Now, you know, Juan Carlos Osorio cut him a break. That was a big move for Lozano to leave my Pachuca. So you got to give him a break to get that deal done. I understood it. Okay, we get that one. Good luck to Irving leaving Pachuca. He's been a great player. Uh, for uh, Pachuca. So I'll tell you what, though, one of my stars of the match for uh, El Tri today, yes, the great Talavera in net. Fantastic game from Alfredo Talavera. And that, of course, is the man who mans the nets for Toluca. He really had a brilliant game. A couple of big saves. Didn't have to do a whole lot of times through stretches against New Zealand, but when he was called upon, he really did well. And Edson Pooch, of course, playing for Chile, his uh, home side. He is a guy that you see always running up and down in Liga MX. Pooch is a uh, Chilean player there who's involved. That is your Toluca Pachuca update. I thought Pooch did well before he was subbed out. Didn't have a major impact for Chile in that match. We should expect to see more out of him coming up later in this tournament. Of course, Chile will be playing tomorrow. Tomorrow in Confederations Cup in action, there as the tournament continues. That's why I love these tournaments. That is your Toluca Pachuca update. VAR, three little letters that could kill this sport. 877 710 ESPN. 877 710 3776. If you want to tweet me your thoughts, at Soccer. And also, don't forget, hit up the station. Tell them how much you love the show at ESPN Los Angeles on Twitter as well. That would be very uh, greatly appreciated. We go back to the phones at 877-710-ESPN. For the next one who's up is Anthony and Tustin. You're next up with Dave Dunholm on Soccer Weekly. Hey,
1: Dave. Thank you for taking the call. Um, Yeah, I just want to speak about the uh, VAR. I completely agree with you as far as the passion. I'm a pretty old-school soccer fan myself. I've played since I was four, so... I feel like from the past, it kind of progressively just the game has gone a little bit more dishonest. And I feel like FIFA might be using the VAR as a way to kind of gain credibility again in a way. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I think that that might be, you know, a big reason why it's being introduced and, and kind of pushed in. But I agree with you. I think it's horrible for the game. I think, uh, they should kind of stop it at the whole, you know, making sure that the goal's in the net type of thing and, and letting, kind of just human nature take over the rest. Um, so I completely agree with your, your comment about the
0: passion. And, and that is, Anthony, that's what separates us as football fans, right? I mean, thank you for the phone call. It is. I'm not, that is not hyperbole. We're not trying to oversell something to the, to the guy driving around in the 105 who loves the NBA and, you know, just whatever about soccer. It's okay. That is why we love the beautiful game. And I'll tell you the honest truth. With all the replay and all these other sports, yeah, they're getting a few more percentage points of the calls right. Right? Maybe they go from ninety six percent right to ninety eight. But I like these sports less because of the wasted time and how long it takes, and the flow of the game is distracted. You saw those NBA finals. Now, look, NBA referees are a whole different breed; they're terrible. But you saw the NBA finals; they go to the v- the replay for minutes, and and it's a disadvantage. It, not even so much that, oh, both teams get to rest. You, you know, teams on a roll in the NBA, it's about momentum. Boom, we go to the replay and waste all that and kill that. You cannot undersell how dangerous this becomes to waste this and just do too much of it. There's room for it. You want to see if a goal crosses a line, that is easy to see. VAR can get in that guy's ear in a second, say, no goal, didn't cross, keep playing. Or, yes, that is a good goal. Absolutely. I want that. No doubt. But man, when we're talking about what VAR is doing in this tournament and could do in the World Cup, I am not on board. Give me 95% and passion versus 97% right and no passion. It isn't worth it. Be careful, FIFA. Truly. Let's get to Ben in LA. Ben, you're next up here at Soccer With You with Dave Denholm. What's up?
2: Hey, Dave, I just wanted to ask you, like, I feel like the MLS is close to being a premier soccer league, and to get somebody like Pulsey from the U.S., like David Beckham a few years ago, Landon Donovan, how far is the MLS from getting some of the big
1: names? What's the holdup? And I feel like we could go from 20,000
2: seat stadiums to 50 to 70 if we got a. Couple big names from
0: Europe. Ben, I appreciate the phone call. It's a good question. You're seeing Atlanta United with forty five thousand a game. You're seeing teams starting to expand their stadiums. Ben's not far off because these players are not You know what though, Ben? It's all about the willingness to really spend. And now that sounds like a cliche. But in the world of football, because it is the beautiful game and because we all love it, guess what? England's got money. Spain's got money. Italy can spend. You're not just you're not the NBA. If you're MLS, you're battling against the entire world. Everybody wants to flock to the NBA to play. It's the only league that really matters in the world of basketball. Now, I know the Super League over in Europe, the Euro League's doing better, Spain. They're doing better. There's no comparison. MLS is one of many, and that's why we love the game. It's going to continue to take time. But you know what? When David Beckham came over, it was the biggest move in the history of MLS other than starting the league, and it always will be because it started to put the seeds into Thierry Henry's mind. Right? And he comes over. And now you're signing guys like Miguel Almedaron for Atlanta United, this young kid from Paraguay who's a great young player, so dynamic. They're spending $8, 10000000 million to just buy his rights. It's starting to happen. And I'll tell you what, there's a move that's rumored right now that we're going to talk about coming up, that if it happens, I will flat out just fall over. That's it. I will. We will share that rumor with you. It's only in the rumor stage, but it's heating up. Soccer Weekly. Dave Denholm here on the home of world football in Southern California. ESPN LA 710. Indeed it is, steely voiced radio man. Soccer Weekly. Dave Denholm with you Wednesdays here on the home of the world's game. ESPN LA 710. We're also the home... Of tomorrow's NBA Draft Special, which starts at 3 p.m. here on ESPN LA 710. Hey, I am Dave Dunholm. This is Soccer Weekly presented by Puente Hills Toyota. We've been talking about VAR and the three little letters that could kill our beautiful sport. I don't want it. Hit me up on Twitter with your thoughts, at TalkSoccer. Or you can do uh, the, uh, the phone call route at 877-710-3776. Oh, boy. Next up, here we go. Here we go. It's Soccer Hater Al from Huntington Beach. Hello, Soccer Hater Al. Welcome to Soccer Weekly. Hey, thanks for squeezing me in, guys. It's been a
2: long time. I've been super busy. I've been meaning to call again. You know, I've been taking the boy to and from baseball practice. Uh, but, this season, you know, baseball, America's pastime, right? You know that? Oh, you know, here we America's go. Pastime. But, yeah, he just finished the season. He hit 480. Ten homers, thirty-eight ribbies. You know, so uh, you know, pretty good for a a five-year-old. But hey, I kind of agree with you on that VAR thing. I mean, I'd be nervous too if I was a soccer fan about them figuring that out. You know, so you know, seeing how they figured out a stopwatch and everything. I mean, oh hey, you guys just add some nebulous stoppage time at the end of the game. Yeah, that 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 makes a lot of sense. But uh, anyways, I really I I really wanted to call in because I'm just Denholm, I'm tired of all, all the pandering in the media, you guys, to soccer and oh, soccer here fans, we go. especially ESPN. Well, I mean, look, no offense, because, in all honesty, you're one of my favorite radio guys, all the way from back in the day, Denholm and Long, you know. Uh, uh but Kiss Up, it yeah. Kinda ir- it kind of irks me that this show even exists at all on, you know, American radio. You know, I, well, well, not I'm not surprised it's on ESPN Radio. I'm sure it's a big prize feather in your guys' diversity hat or whatever. But you know, whatever. Look, if you can just remember three words from this phone call, then home. Three words. Uh-huh. America doesn't like soccer.
0: Get him out. When are when are? Get him out, soccer hater Al from Huntington Beach, spreading his hate of the beautiful game. Thank you, soccer hater Al. Got to take the phone call. Yeah, always nice to hear. Unbelievable. Andrew uh, tweets in, at Talk Soccer. VAR related. Can't, exactly. Can't let that happen. Human element is not that bad. And I'm an LLS fan. Amen, Andrew. Anything to get me past Soccerator Al as fast as possible. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. If you can't get through this week, just write the phone number down. Not while you're driving. Or you can tweet me when you pull over like so many people do, at Talk Soccer. Don't do that. You, you driving on the 210 right now, don't do that. Don't tweet at me at Talk Soccer between your legs while you're driving on the 210 eastbound. At uh, 14 miles an hour, which is about as fast as you can go right now. But still, it's dangerous. Don't do it. V-A-R. Three little letters that can absolutely kill the sport. Plus, Confederations Cup continuing. I told you Mexico's going to win. I told you they're going to win. And all this, oh, by the way, we certainly will be talking about Cristiano Ronaldo and all the back and forth, like we mentioned. Will he or won't he? He, he probably won't. The rumors are flying. Let's be realistic with the whole the tax thing. I think he was just looking for some love for Real Madrid, try to ease the burden, no pun intended, of the tax thing. I'm not all that worried about Cristiano Ronaldo leaving. Unless he just wants to get out, and this is the excuse. I don't know why you'd be wanting to get out right now with Real Madrid. You won the Champions League a couple of times. You have a much better shot to do anything in the Champions League with Real Madrid, even, right, even with you added to Man United. It's still you're a better you got a better shot with although certainly Cristiano Ronaldo helps. He helps any team. He's like uh, he's LeBron James. You put Cristiano Ronaldo on them, they become a force. No matter what else, what other scrap is on the field. But to seriously, he's not he he's staying at Real Madrid. Really, he absolutely is. I don't think there's any doubt of that. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Oh, we've got a rebuttal. We'll get it to it quickly here. This will be the last phone call, I think. David in Santa Clarita, welcome to yeah, Soccer man. Weekly.
1: How you doing? You know, I get upset when I hear these haters calling talking crap about soccer. It's, just,
0: it's ridiculous.
1: These people don't, they're afraid to step out of America. You know what I mean? They, they're in this shell thinking this is it. After America, there's nothing else.
0: I just want to re Thank you, David. I love that. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah, there's, a, there's, some, uh, there's some narrowness there, some narrow-mindedness in a lot of ways. Now, for a long time, soccer hate was because they didn't know it, right? You had all these old so- sports writers who want to be smarter than you when it comes to the NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL. They want to feel smarter than you and I, the average fan, which they're not. But they want to feel that. They know they couldn't in soccer, right? Any of the average sports writer out there, the the blowhard on the radio, they know they know less than you and me, and they don't like that. That's why they have to be be down on it. Don't worry about it. I'm here. I'm here for you, and you're here for me. That's the beauty of the beautiful game. We don't need them anymore. It's us. It's you. It's me. It's Jesse. It's Mario now with Stoppage Time, Mario. Yeah, stop! It's time. You, stop! It's time right now. Mario, who does so, soccer
3: hater Al think he is? Soccer man. hater Al, bump that guy. Man. Dave, a lot of rumors going around in LA soccer uh, regarding LAFC and uh, LA Galaxy. Yeah, what's man. going on? Uh, so I woke up this morning, right, and first thing I do is I check my IG, my social media, of course, <laughs> like everybody else, like you do, sure. Yeah, yeah. And I was shocked to see that uh, an Instagram post from AZ clothing which is uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic's brand okay that had a picture of Zlatan and it read welcome to Los Angeles now what? I'm a fan of AZ clothing but did Ibra's clothing brand just confirm his transfer to MLS in LA
0: wow I don't know. And the lettering, hold on. The lettering was in L.A.F.C. colors. I, Mario, look, go check that out on Instagram, as Mario has told you to do. But I gotta believe that's just to promote the. Web- I'm hoping it's just to promote the website. I don't want Zlatan scoring 38 I mean, it's, goals. It's not next like season. they're
3: having their own store opening up in no. L.A. because they're only
0: digital. They're not wow. a physical brand on in stores. I'm rubbing my chin here. You can't see this on the air, but very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> All right, now
3: French forward André-Pierre Gignac, who plays in Mexico with the Tigres, right? Yeah. Has been enjoying his vacay in L.A., but uh, Club Tigres is uh, saying this,
0: the trip is strictly business. Or is it, Dave? Well, there's some rumors flying, Mario. You know, it's the silly season, right? It's, uh, it's that time of year. Rumors are flying that the Galaxy is actually, you know, making offers for this guy. Mm-hmm. Mario, all you'll hear, if, if the Galaxy officially signs Gignac, here's what you'll hear of me. That's me uh, passing out and hitting the floor. Right. <laughs> I will die if that happens. Man. In a good way. I will be happy as a clam. That's an instant difference maker oh, right there goodness. on the field. I can, uh, we can only dream if Andre Pierre Gignac would wear the colors of my LA Galaxy. Mario Rees, the great producer, thank you so much. That's stoppage time. Jesse Lopez, thank you so much. I'm Dave home. Thank you for listening and tuning in. And follow me on Twitter. Let's keep the conversation going. At Talk Soccer. Soccer Weekly here on ESPN LA 710.